Hey guys, King Kyrie here at the Age of the Millennial. And right now, I'm just putting this at the uh, beginning of all of my um, segments with my special guests on the um, topic of ideal beauty in America. What you have heard from my special guests throughout this series are their own personal testimonies regarding their own personal experiences. Please don't ridicule them for things that they have said and the things that they believe. Because beliefs and opinions are our own, and they should not be judged harshly. What they have said is how they feel, and we should validate how they feel. If you disagree, turn it off. Don't listen. But if you agree, please, please, please feel free to share your story and talk about your, your own personal testimony. Because that's how we get these conversations started and the healing process can begin. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to me and my special guests talk about the ideal beauty and body type that America has sort of forced on itself. It's sad that this is where we've become, that this is what we've become, but hopefully we can sort of get around this, get over this, and make ourselves better and stronger for it. Peace out for now, and I hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hey everyone, it's King Kyrie here at the Age of the Millennial, and right now I brought back my good friend Michael Davis. Say hey, um, hi Michael. Hi, Michael. <laughs> Alrighty, and so um, continuing on my little series here, my little mini-series, talking about, you know, standards of beauty in America and, you know, body type. So a lot of my uh, previous um, guest hosts have told me about their idea of what they believe America seeks as far as beauty. Tell me what you believe that America seeks as far as beauty in an individual. So as far as beauty, they look on the, I mean, they may look on the outside. Like if, um, I mean, when, when I was younger, based off what I saw, it was more of like busty more than, uh, more than shape, like a nice shape. And so right now it's more of like that fit they want a thinner frame it's more of having a thinner frame for um for both men and who if whoever's attracted to what to see when it comes to men it's more of is it actually changed first it was that chiseled by with that six pack some people like it but now you hear more about the dad bod <laughs> yes um, you do and like also with women now, some people don't see it, but I'm noticing a lot more um, thicker women being represented, which I love it. Um, but back when I was younger, it was all about they need to be skinnier um, with that fantasy of the, the Hugh Hefner fantasy where you have all the women around you who look uh, skinny and have boob jobs and all that stuff. And so that's what I'm seeing a shift now to more of that dad bot, that more realistic lifestyle than that fantasy. So towards that realistic body style, you know, you have more people that you say you have noticed being seen as the ideal or more desirable partner. Um, but when it comes to your personal experience, when it comes to your uh, body type, how would you describe your body type first off? 
Um, first off, I would say I am overweight for my height and my in my yeah, just my height and my size. Um, in general, uh, just be I wouldn't consider I'm average just because I don't work out as much. So I would say I am overweight. Um, it's Who for told me. You that? <laughs> my doctor. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're, we're getting, we're, we're seeing a, a theme here. For those of you who are keeping up on this particular series, <laughs> there's a theme here with doctors telling you that you're overweight. But yeah. I'll let you continue. Continue. Like, I would say I'm overweight, but not unhealthy. Um, the reason I say I'm overweight is because I used to be a lot more toned than I am now. Um, but I um, also noticed with like I guess dating apps in general um, someone I used to talk to contacted me and just berated me because I gained weight mm. and do you, do you care to share like your relationship with this person oh I didn't even I didn't do anything with the person it was just like a casual conversation and then they saw my picture and like some updated photos and then they were like oh you're fat and ugly now. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, oh, so it was like an online dating thing. Yeah. Okay. And 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 that's one of those things. Let's talk about online dating and physical appearance. I see. I heard it in your voice already. <laughs> online dating. Why is it? Do you think that it's a problem when you have pictures attached to people's profiles? Um, what do you mean? Do you mean like groups of people together or just like one person? So uh, uh, imagine online dating where you didn't have pictures of anyone versus online dating where it's natural to have uh, an abundance of pictures to uh, like browse through. It'll be do a you... big difference, but also personally, this is more of a safety thing for me. Um... I have to see what you look. I have to see what you look like in order to know who I'm talking to, because in the world that we live in right now, people be snatching people up real fast, um, and some of them might end up dead somewhere. So I personally prefer the pictures, but I don't want to see your whole body. I'd rather just see your face, mm-hmm. um, and then we can make the. I mean, honestly, I'm a personality person, but. I mean, of course, I, I, I mean, as a human being, I go off looks as well. But typically, I don't just say, I'm not going to talk to this person because they don't look like the type I want. I actually have a conversation with somebody and go from there. Even if they aren't my ideal type, I'm still open to starting something because attraction, attraction can happen over time. And... Um, with the whole body image piece of it, I honestly just don't want to see just your, I don't want to see your whole body at at first, either way, especially when you send me pictures that I don't want. (laughs) I get that. When it comes to like body type, you said that, you know, you have like a preference. What is your preference for body type? Um, mine is just like thick but toned if that makes sense so you you prefer like a husky more like a farmer type build uh yes but 
yes 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 that um and that's more for just I mean like I like I said I'm not opposed to anybody um Mm -hmm. but it's just I will most likely my eyes more, more so point go toward stare toward that direction first than anything else but then again you know yourself and sometimes your own self-esteem of your own weight can affect how you view someone else because I may think someone is extremely attractive but at the same time I'm like I don't look like them so they may not even want to talk to me so so let's go deeper into that subject oh lord (laughs) so there, there are times when you'll watch TV or when I will watch TV shows. I'm not sure about you or any of the uh, listeners, but I will watch a TV show and there's oftentimes when they're like, oh, she's too good for him or he's too good for her. And mm-hmm. it, that's such a mismatch. Mm-hmm. Why do we as humans, as Americans, quantify looks based off of things like numbers and matching capabilities? Because you, you said yourself that well, I don't look like this person. They might not be interested in me. What had you thinking that way? Um, what what was that? What I was exposed to? Because mm-hmm. depending on what you're exposed to, at a young age, it's all psychological. You're just if you're exposed to something at a young age, that your mentality can affect you multiple ways. It can either motivate you to look like that which you see there are bad cases of that people getting like plastic surgery and all that stuff. But then mm-hmm. there are other cases where you feel like you feel inferior as well. And so you don't do all that stuff, but you just keep weighing yourself down without changing. Like each day I'm like, I'm gonna work out one of these days. I don't know. I'm just going to do it. And it's more of like me and I don't do it. I, I, I say it. I don't do it. But, um, that's more of me trying to get my mentality together to to make me it because sometimes working out can make yourself feel better mm-hmm. and other times um, you just do it to to hide something a lot of sometimes as well um, and so with society as a young age you when you see a girl with blonde hair blue eyes you're like and you think that's the most beautiful and people around you are saying oh she's gorgeous da 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 you immediately uh in your mind as a young kid you're like oh so i have to that's be- the idea of beauty huh say that one more time you kind of that's the ideal of beauty yes when you're exposed to a certain thing over and over again and people reinforce that as beautiful mm-hmm. that becomes the standard of beauty yep and so I'm glad you you mentioned, you know, the blonde hair, blue eyed fantasy, because for a lot of nations, for a lot of different cultures, blonde hair, blue eyes is the go to. I mean, think about Dragon Ball Z. We're both anime people. Oh, yeah. In order to upgrade, he becomes he goes from an Asian person to an Aryan to a white person. Yeah blue eyes it's like i'm going to go super saiyan i'm going to exceed my limit and become more powerful by turning into a white person mm-hmm. and then you've got you know people like naruto uh white blonde hair blue eyed um you got people um what's his name from bleach he's blonde but doesn't have blue eyes yeah but but you, you notice a trend here a, a lot trend, of people yeah. uh, they 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 prefer the blonde haired blue eyed image 
Mm-hmm. And so, like Cinderella, you know, and Sleeping Beauty, you yeah. uh, you have other princesses too, but who's touted as the most beautiful, the most successful? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, it, it's those standards of beauty that have been reinforced over and over, year after year, decade after decade, and this blonde-haired, blue-eyed fantasy, not just with women, but with men too. Oh, definitely has, with men. Has, t- has taken over. Like, people are like, oh my god, you know, this person's so hot, that person's so hot, look at this person. It's like, they all look like carbon copies of themselves. Why are they the ones that are the hot ones? Why Crim's, Chris Hemsworth, when he was uh, blonde, was the hottest guy on the planet at one point, but then he's brunette now, and it's like, eh, you know, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. And hotness went down, and I don't, I don't get that. I don't either. Um, because I've met some, I've met some beautiful people. With, you, be- personally, I like black. I like, pe- I like, girls who have black hair. Um, that's just a thing I like. Um, it's very odd. Um, but personally, when I. If I see a change in something, like my coworker, um, she dyes her hair, um, mm-hmm. she dyes her hair, and I can tell a big difference because of how it highlights her, like how it highlights her facial features. But even when her hair is like the dirty blonde itself, I don't, I honestly don't see much of a difference because it, for me, it's, for me personally, unless you change your style drastically, it's not going to affect how attracted I am to you. It's not going to affect so anything. Speaking, from... But you're speaking from your own personal experience. Yeah. We're, we're trying to sort of like um, generalize America's um, uh, like idea of beauty. Yeah. And, and that goes into that goes into another topic of colorism as well. Um, but back to but with this body topic, I've no, like even with TV shows, growing up, I've always, growing up, you see cartoon characters. You have, how about this? You have the Daphne and you have the Vilma. Mm-hmm. There we go. And typically, those Daphne's on show, on the, I mean, those Daphne's on the shows usually get the most important quote unquote parts but they're also not always seen as the most heroic and the and more damsel Yeah, huh? the eye candy. Oh. Yes. And that ideal is that having that same mentality, not only, um, particularly with men, I can only speak for men because I can't speak for women, um, particularly with men, um, from the sh- on the heterosexual side, I should say, um, it it starts at a young age because you're introduced to it at a young age. Like when you see the first Barbie, the bar all Barbies were white up until a, until a certain point in time when they had the black Barbie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because the ideal of beauty was white, was white, yep. blonde hair, blue eyed. But then you have you get more of into the age where black women are more right now black women are just beaming um right now and it's amazing but a lot of the times you see a lot of the thinner black women than the thicker black women because 
in the eye of the beholder, that's what beauty is. Now, speaking of, speaking in terms of straight men, because I'm bisexual, um, you, you, now you see more of that, that dad bod thing going on, but free, when I remember when I, when, um, majority of people that I've spoke, that I've witnessed and had conversations with, they were more so attracted to that, um, were more attracted to that chiseled, um, (laughs) chiseled hairless, um, body than anything else. And like the dream athlete, like the Olympian kind of look. Yes, 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 and it, it it still baffles me to today why people are attracted to that. Um, but I still it still appears on TV because that person becomes the hero, the hero, uh, or the jock that is usually a jerk or something along those lines. And they end up redeeming themselves. Yes. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But can we quantify that for a minute? Because if they are the jock that they're typically the asshole, if they do end up becoming, you know, heroes and redeeming themselves, how often are they white versus a person of color? Oh, they're 90 something percent I don't want to <laughs> it's 90 something percent because it still happens to this day because if you because mm, if you are watching movies especially a horror movie mm-hmm. the first person to usually die if it's a black person in the show is usually the black person to die um and then you have the heroic the jock who what sacrifices himself for everyone and it's usually the guy who's chiseled, who not chiseled, but who is the societal of what society looks as good looking, um, yeah. more so than anything else. And of course, that's changed over the years. But sh- usually, you will always see who's attracted to what. Like, what's a good? What's another movie um, that it it didn't like point toward it, but it's a it's more related to it. It's um. John Tucker must die. Ah, yes. A perfect example. How about all these women, these different personalities all fell for the same person? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. And mean girls as well. Mm-hmm. But so here's the thing that I'd like to uh, point out. When it comes to these jocks that you see on TV, um, if the show is geared towards a more... Um, racially diverse audience or say a black or brown audience, mm-hmm. nine times out of ten you will have a black person looking sexy, both yep. male and female, you know, showing skin and being sexualized. Mm-hmm. But if you talk about these mainstream you know, movies and television shows where the majority of the viewership is Caucasian, you have very little sexualization of people of color. Yeah. If you do, they are Hispanic or they are Asian. And when I say Asian, I mean Northern Asian, that not not Southern Asian. Mm-hmm. That they want lighter skinned individuals mm-hmm. to be out there in public. Because if you watch Riverdale, they have the Asian guy and they have um, Archie with their shirt off. But mm-hmm. then they have a gay guy on the show, and very rarely will they ever have him with his shirt off. Yep. And then you have, uh, what's it called? The Vampire Diaries. 
you had Caroline and Elena, you know, being like sexualized all over the place. Mm -hmm. Bonnie was not sexualized at all. And then the, the love scenes between her and her love interest were very tame in comparison because nine times tame, it also cut short because most people yes. she fell in love with died. Yes. And and, and, and that, that becomes a trend when it comes to the idea like of beauty and like romance and all that, those standards. I've noticed that in America that they always make the um standards of a, a good looking family mm-hmm. the same race. If they were to mix the races, there's always some sort of struggle. And so that taints the idea of what's beautiful, because if you have a white person and a black person, there's always an issue with their race, either from the, yep. the man's side or the woman's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it taints people's idea of what's normal and what's beautiful, because how can you find a relationship to be beautiful when it's filled with conflict for the simple fact that you are both of different races? Yeah. And so that is an issue. But let's go and move more towards body image in America. Let's talk about that because you've got shows like America's Next Top Model and you got um, Love Island and all of these shows. And they always seem to cast the same body types. Why is it that our standard of beauty is restricted in America to a particular body type? So much so that when our shows are exported out to other countries, that their women and some of their men start to experience body dysmorphia and anorexia. Because were you aware of that? Yeah, I actually was. Um, the first time I was actually exposed to it was not, was supposed to something like this was not... Um, through America's Textile Model was actually through two two TV shows, Degrassi and That's a Raven. Mm. And um, That's a Raven touched on it one because it was Raven. You know, Raven's thick and uh, Raven's thick no matter what. But yeah, when she started the show, yeah, and it touched on a touchy, touchy topic because she designed a dress, particularly she wanted to wear it herself. But mm-hmm. it was for the for the model, and the model even said to herself, "I don't even look like this picture on the thing." Um, and it has me worried sometimes because, as a society, we say we we talk about it being obese so much, and you have shows where it can be, of course, detrimental to your health. But at the same time, you can't, if you are, na- like, if you're naturally thick, just, I don't want, I don't, I don't like it when people take a, take a pill or mm. force themselves to puke in order to make themselves, make, make themselves look what like they, the ideal yeah, that's what I'm trying to go at the ideal, and that also goes into the fact that you have things more accessible, such as um, plastic surgery and things like that. Yeah, because that like becomes tummy tucks, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that, and th- these in, th- these injections. I don't know what show I was watching, but I was wondering why on earth they were showing this. It was like this new solution where you get these injections and it literally melts away the fat. Oh my but goodness. Then, 
And so I looked it up. I'm like, what is that stuff? That does, that can't be safe. And then to come to find out that there are a shit ton of risks where that gel or the, that that liquid stays inside of your body and it leaves like these pockets and these scars and your body absorbs it and it can cause all sorts of like internal damage to your organs. And it's like, is that worth the risk? Injecting this stuff into your body to burn away fat, to eat it away, but then to have your kidney stop working. To have your liver start getting fucked up, to have stuff start happening to your intestines. Is it really worth it? And so some people, the answer is yes. You have the uh coin the, the terms coined um trophy husband, trophy wife. Trophies mm-hmm. are objects. People aren't objects. And the idea that you strive to be a trophy anything shows i'm not trying to be disrespectful but it shows a level of insecurity within yourself mm-hmm. that you have not addressed that you have not brought to yourself that you're living in denial you should not consider yourself property to anyone and there's i agree no with thing that. A trophy wife there's also things a trophy husband this ideal skinny woman who looks fit, who has nice boobs and a fat ass, but hourglass figure and can do anything and everything, that is wrong, in my opinion. The idea that a trophy husband is going to be this chiseled, all good-looking Adonis that can lift mountains by himself, that to me is wrong. There's That should not be a thing. And society needs to get rid of that and cut it out. Yep. And the thing is, so long as there are people making decisions like I'm glad that now it's becoming more um, I'm seeing more people who look more like me or who look a lot who look at who look like your normal day person uh, modeling rather than seeing someone that I would never probably meet in public or never meet in real life because there there are actual I mean there I watching like watching watching what movies do to people who are of a bigger size um it, it really does hurt me a little it really does hurt me a lot because what I just explain that well so a good another a movie uh called duff ah yep and when i figured out what the term was I immediately took, I had to, I had to take myself, it, it, it was a take back for me. Um, because I what was like, desi- designated ugly fat friend. Yep. Um, and it took me back a bit because, um, I was actually, I realized that was a thing in society and immediately in my mindset, I watched out for the signs of that within within myself and that always put me off that put me off to watching out for it when I'm at, when I'm out with friends when I'm watching when I'm watching other TV shows because I'm like a movie like this exists and knowing the term of it I'm like now it opens my eyes because then you're watching things like Riverdale and you see, oh, I can't remember her name. But um, are you talking about the uh, the redhead girl? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And no, I'm like, 
and I'm like, she she's a pretty good she's a she's a pretty good actress, and they're just not giving her much to work with. They're giving everyone else who looks good with the six pack and the like you said the hourglass figure the good stuff and it just it, it honestly yeah. shows you know how you, go ahead sorry but doesn't that annoy you though how not only do they type cast and color cast they also body cast people if you don't have the right body for a role that has nothing to do with being physical whatsoever you still won't get it because you don't look good enough yeah. to the people that they perceive will enjoy watching this show enjoy watching this film mm-hmm. and, and, like the, and I honestly don't even because I, if I use I haven't even watched shows that I stopped watching a lot of TV shows now because I'm like I don't really relate to any I don't really relate to anybody on the screen like I don't think many people do no, it, 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 becomes, it becomes a fantasy that yeah. these are the girls and boys that you want to see that they, they sexualize the people that are very hard to come by. Because you have um, athletes and you have actors that, that say it takes a lot of effort it to look and maintain this body type. Because people uh, ragged on uh, Jason Momoa because there was a picture of him where after Justice League, he gained like 30 pounds and he was like, I like to eat. He's a Samoan. Like he doesn't do that kind of stuff. He eats yeah. food. And so all this dieting and stuff is first off, it's not good for you. It's Second not. of all, it's not realistic. There, there's someone that I know who's like, I only eat fifteen hundred calories a day. Oh my goodness, that's no. And I'm thinking to myself, you work out every day, you do five hundred push-ups every day, and your waist is a size twenty-three, and you're twenty-four, twenty-five years old. Oh my goodness, and like I see pictures of this individual you can see his bones and I'm like dude I I understand you know you enjoy fitness but there becomes a point when you become unhealthy and some people take it to the extreme some people use you know food to cope with but others use exercise and overexertion of the body especially at a young age Turning yourself into that can have long-lasting effects uh-huh. that you can uh, uh, you can't recover from, and so I try to tell people all the time: when it comes to your body, when it comes to your image, you need to be proud of who you are and not try to worry about everyone else. Because right. you know my struggle, I, I, I how I've been called all sorts of things, and I'm like, uh, did this bitch really just say that to me? And I'll put him on blast, like, look what this motherfucker just said to me. Yeah. And I, I let it go. I let it roll off me. I don't hope like those things personally. I take them with a grain of salt, but I tell people about it to let people know to be aware that these things happen to everyone. Mm-hmm. And it, it blows my mind how this um, idea of beauty coming from this world, coming from this nation has, it's color-coded, it's gendered, and it's got a certain shape. And we need to knock it off because everything that we're looking for, we're never going to find because it's not real. Have you seen that uh, commercial, it was presented by Dove, where they take a model into a studio and they do her makeup, they do her hair, and they take a picture of her with the fan blowing, and then they say, okay, you're done. Well, then they take that photo, 
they go and doctor her using Photoshop. They take her neck, they take her nose, they take her ears, her eyebrows, her hair, everything, and they completely change the image. Oh, I remember that. Yes. And it was one of those campaigns where it's like, things like this need to stop. Because they gave her such a long neck and they they airbrushed on like uh, they took those shadows away from underneath her eyes they made her nose skinnier and there's a thing about that going around so you have uh, Beyonce's formation where she says I don't mind my uh, negro nose with Jackson 5 nostrils mm-hmm. people talk about black individuals with having these huge noses and all things like that and so you've got a lot of celebrities like Kelly Rowland Oprah Winfrey that have and the Jacksons that have surgery on their nose to make them look more Anglo because that's what the idea of beauty is. Michael Jackson's yeah. original nose was huge. Yeah. And I didn't care. Oprah's original nose was huge and I didn't care. Kelly Rowland, I'm not sure why she got a nose job, but you know, if she got the money and she feels the need, yeah. then do it. But it's this idea that we aren't good enough the way we are because we're so used to seeing standards of beauty presented to us. And if we don't fit those standards that of beauty... Also, then- speaking on that, it also goes back to what we were depicted as when Jim Crow was a thing. Oh, yeah. So that's still really what the beauty of us. Because, like, yeah, and the thing is, what I... Because the funny thing about that funny thing but the thing about it is um when I was younger I had a cousin that would say your lips are really small (laughs) and um I didn't know what that meant at first because I'm Mm -hmm. like isn't everyone's lips my size and looking at it now I'm like oh no there are people who have bigger lips than I do Mm -hmm. but I didn't notice it and then when I learned about Jim Crow I started putting more pieces together and now as society as as society goes along you see what you understand not understand but you realize that you start to realize when people point things out at you is from things that they've already noticed or the yep. things that are it's not usable to what they're used to yes so when it comes to that whole idea of, you know, big lips, you know, back then when during Jim Crow, that was seen for us to be like an indicator of the Negro yeah, or the or the, the nigger. You know, you got those big lips and they've got this feral look in their eye. Now you've got a lot of people who are culturally, you know, trying to appropriate us. I'm not saying it's an appropriation to copy the way that we were genetically made, but they want big butts like us. They want to have big lips like us. They want to have tattoos like people who are indigenous, like, you know, Samoans and um, Indians Mm -hmm. and Native Americans. And so uh, that right there is appropriation. But, you know, tattoos belong to all races, so uh, many Mm -hmm. cultures. So we can't claim that. But the fact of the matter is that it was seen once upon a time to be very low class to see it was it was seen to be, you know, very undesirable. Mm -hmm. And as time progressed and people started to get over themselves, they realized that ideas of beauty and what is nice looking and what's good looking started to change. And so that right there, I think, is something that's important. But the thing is. 
that even though those aspects changed, the ideal body, in my opinion, has not changed much. I don't think it, it hasn't changed much. I mean, you're seeing more representation of other body of other body types, but you and still know the majority of the body types are the majority of the body type you'll see will always be um, that bikini model yep. uh, with that thin frame or that chiseled um, athlete or or uh, model who probably works out 50 times a day. I don't know. I'm just throwing out things. Um, but still, it's... <laughs> well, no, I mean, they're, they're, they're called two-a-days, and people actually do those. You know, celebrities, you know, to get these nice roles and to lose weight and shit, they will literally work out for 10, oh, 12 no. hours a day. And they'll do that three straight. The superhero type. <laughs> yeah, listen to what Hugh Jackman had to do. That's the reason why he quit being the Wolverine. Because he's like, I'm tired of the, what I have to do yeah. to maintain the body to be the Wolverine. And he's like, I'm not doing it. And I honestly, after hearing what he went through, don't blame him. Because, and the same thing with uh, Taylor Lautner, he was going to be recast as Jacob because he did not fit the role for like this hot, hunky oh, wow. werewolf. To go and train and bulk up. That's why, if you watch between the first movie and the second movie, he like drastically bulks up yeah. just because he was almost threatened to be fired. He was almost threatened to be fired. He did not have the ideal body for the role that he was originally cast for. So they told him either do something about it or we'll replace oh. you. And that to me must be a huge hit to self-esteem like how how would you like to sit down as a million dollar celebrity to be told that your body isn't good enough the way it is now what message does that send to the fans when he retells the story and for him it may be you know water under the bridge you know I can just you know put my mind to it and get it done but to retell this story to someone who may look up to him and say, wow, his body wasn't good enough in the first movie? Well, what about my body? And then people start mm-hmm. looking at themselves in the mirror. They're like, oh, maybe I should change how... And then it it, it, it starts a, um, a ripple effect. And it, yep, it, chain it just affects everything you do. Um, affects everything you do. Because anything that... Because what about those, like, what was it? Because the one thing that society did was those, um, not the work, the yeah, the workout videos, and then you have the uh, eat this uh, health meal plan, and you went from this to this, like those little side by side pictures of them doing the yeah, uh, yeah, yep. and it's like you can do this in just two and a half weeks, and I lost one hundred eighty pounds in fourteen oh. weeks, and it's like. Right. Is that healthy it's, though? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I honestly. And then they also didn't say what else they did yeah. while they were yeah. on those diets. Because a lot of them say, and they have these little um, disclaimers at the bottom in little tiny writing that says also includes diet, not just diet, but also mm-hmm. exercise. And so people also looked at, you know, um, Subway, you know, Jared from Subway. He was like, I've only eaten Subway, yada, 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 for this amount of time. And what he failed to mention was he's also going to the gym yeah. every day 
for X amount of years. And it, it just blows my mind. It blows my mind that how many people will see these things over and over again and think that this is the ideal, that this is what I have to look like. This is what I must go through in order to be desirable. To have a body type that is desirable, I've got to achieve this, 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 and this. And it doesn't matter if I'm starving myself or what. And that to me is sad. Yeah. And it, and there are sometimes like, I, I mean, when I see it, I just, I think about what my little sister is seeing more so than anything else. Just because of the simple fact that we are from a family that's a bit thicker. <laughs> and so I don't want her to get that ideal in her mind that her body isn't beautiful. Exactly. Because that can lead to some very dark yeah. and dangerous things. Alrighty. So before I let you go, I'm going to ask you, what is one thing that you would like your listeners to know when it comes to the idea image, uh, ideal image of beauty in America and the successful body type what was one thing you would like them to know to take away from what we've talked about um what i would like to just don't let others define what you're what what you are in regards to your body type it definitely it can affect you it can affect your mentality so much um just always figure out are you unhealthy because of your health itself and not because you don't look a certain way because you can be healthy and thick um and not mm-hmm. you can definitely be Absolutely. healthy and thick you don't have to go down to a size one in order to look in order to be healthy because that can definitely be unhealthy skinny isn't healthy that's all i gotta say is skinny is not healthy it's not and, and something else i'd like to uh bring up i don't not sure how you feel about beyonce but I did watch her um, homecoming on Netflix. And one of the things that I took away from that, there was one instance in her little break where she talked about getting ready physically, how her body wasn't cooperating, how she went on this extreme diet and she was hungry every single day. And she fought through the hunger to make sure she looked the part. My thing is when it comes to performing, when it comes to being the most successful performer in the world, what does being ready physically uh, look like, aesthetically? Like, why can't you go out on stage looking the way you do? Um, so that goes down to being able to do all that she does. Because she has to sing and dance at the same time. And you, the one thing is that cardio, If you, if you can't, you don't want to hear the uh, 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 while you're singing and you're singing every other note and you, it's not going to, it doesn't help. And even that that's the same for Broadway performers. A lot of Broadway performers, they work, they don't, they not all of them have chiseled bodies, no. But they condition themselves to both dance and sing and act at the same time and not look like they're, not look like they're tired. I, well, no. I get that, but why starve yourself to do it? How does being hungry and cutting out all sugar, all alcohol, and all carbs help you achieve that? 
if building up your endurance is what you're trying to achieve, how does being skinnier help you do that? I think it just, for honestly, I think it just depends on the body type because not everyone sheds weight, but if you're forcing yourself to do it, that's not a good idea. You shouldn't force yourself. Like, as you said, you said she was like fighting through the hunger and I'm like, you you can't, you shouldn't do that. That's very, she just had yeah, time. You should not do that because that's very detrimental yeah. to your health. Um, one, and it's not, like I, I, I honestly don't think that her body image so here's the thing before before all of this happened you had uh, several things you had her performance with Bruno Mars and Coldplay where people were talking about how big she was even though she was in those tall platform heels you also had uh, Lady Gaga performing at her Super Bowl halftime performance where her tummy was um, sticking out a little bit over her bikini top bottom and people made a huge deal about it so maybe, just maybe, she was self-conscious enough that she was like, you know what? That's not going to be me. That's not going to be the headline or the takeaway from my Coachella performance that my mm-hmm. stomach was hanging out over my um, shorts. So that's probably that maybe what her that could mindset, be her mindset. Was. Yeah, that definitely could have been her mindset. I mean, I saw Lady Gaga. I mean, Lady Gaga still has her stomach, has her tummy, has a little tummy going on. But she is one of the most, she's just, she's a dancer as well. So she, as mm-hmm. you know, she makes sure that she's she doesn't has she left, she her, she hasn't let that affect her image and look like to me um, as regards to Lady Gaga. Uh, she looks like she's still dancing her face off and um, working the crowd. Um, but if like for Beyonce in the sense, if she ha- if she feels like she has to um, look look as she did when she was in her twenties early 30s um there's no point because she's already a big star as is and she can sing her face off yep. and still dance her face off i feel like if she should yep. just be if she's unhappy with the way her body looks she should be happy because she is one of the most successful african-american artists right now who is mm-hmm. a triple threat in her own right um, as a singer, dancer, actor, actress. Um, and so it's just she's doing concerts, she's touring, and it's like people, even having a conversation with people, they're like she's be she's beyond human because she's able to do all these things while on stage and not look like and not break a sweat. Cool. Do you think expectations? not just expectations that people have of her, but expectations of people in general, of each other, of everyone, shapes the way we see ideal bodies. Uh, Definitely. So our job is, in my opinion, to find a reason or find a way to fix that. And I think that that's how we should end this particular um, episode, or this particular segment, I should say, with people thinking about how we can stop with expecting others to be the impossible and maybe we would all be a little bit happier because if we stop expecting it from each other then people will stop expecting it from us and we could be a lot happier eating the things that we want to eat and having the bodies that come naturally Mm -hmm. to us yeah because i know i'm gonna make some brownies
Or you go out and eat, and eat those brownies. I'm not a big brownie person. I will eat brownies if there's nuts oh, wow. in them. Because when you cook a brownies or anything with nuts in them, the peanut oil seeps in and changes the texture and consistency and the flavor. And so if there's no nuts in them, I don't want them. Well, you ain't have my brownie. Well, no, no brownie for me. But anyway, thank you, Michael. I really appreciated you um, taking the time out of your day to talk to me about this. I will have you on again for our discussion on colorism. So I look forward to talking uh, to you about that. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, um, this is just great. Please, if you <laughs> ever have any issues with body, with any body issues, please rethink about the pros and cons of why you think this way. I mean, that's all I can say because the decisions you make to change your body may yeah. not always be the right decisions for your health. Exactly. And ask yourself, why is it important to you? If it's important to you at all. Because a lot of times people will say, well, other people... Yeah. yeah, but not about other people. What about you? Why is it important to you? Well, anyway... Thank you, Michael. I hope you have a great night wherever you are, and I look forward to talking, to, forward you to, talking to you soon. Right. Bye. Alrighty. Bye.